all right. It's okay. It's recording now. Okay. Right. Um. We write the dots. 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 Hello and welcome to We Write the Dads. I'm Danny. I'm Julia. And we're going to get right to it. I think it's Julia's time to go first this week because I went first on episode three and I shouldn't have done. Yeah, that's fine. Um, cool. So today I am going to rate the dad from this Netflix series called The Letter for the King, which is a really bad title for a TV show. It's just like you name your TV show after the MacGuffin. So I it seems fairly straightforward. It's like, the, what's the magic of Shannara? Sword of Shannara. Yeah, that's true, actually. Those it's are a classic fantasy thing to yeah. name your, your... Pretty sure all of the... Oh, God, weren't they? The David Endings books are named like that. Or even the Alada books. Oh, And the, the Hand of the Goddess. Oh. Yeah, I mean... They've the... all got the picture of it, the, mug- the thing on it. Yeah, they do. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, kind of beside the point, except for the fact that this is like a very classic kind of fantasy thing. But... If you have been watching lots of stuff on Netflix recently, which you might have been because we've all been trapped inside, you may well have seen it advertised. It was Danny put the mug on the thing and it was really noisy. Sorry, I'm sorry. I was putting the timer on. Okay, right. So, um, yes, this is really typical fantasy TV show. Um, I would actually kind of recommend it. It's not the greatest quality in terms of storytelling. How would you rate it with The Witcher? Because they seem to be very similar from what I've overheard whilst you've been watching it. It's not really that similar to The Witcher. It's not? I mean... There are horses in it. There are are horses in it. There's horses, there are fantasies in it. There's a king. Uh, It's not as good as The Witcher. Okay. No, no, not anywhere near as character-driven or, you know, plot-wise. Fucks. Yeah, not any fucks as far as I remember. Although I could have not remembered it very well. Um, yeah, the, the plot is very straightforward. Like, there's this kid, Turi, and he's not very good at trying to be a knight. You know, classic, start off with your fantasy story, you've got your, like, underdog character. Um, and... Your hero's journey, if you will. Yeah, he, uh, at one point, and when he's, like, doing his vigil to become a knight, uh, realises that there's some guy dying outside. So- is there God in this this one then? Like the, he's doing a vigil. Is he praying to a particular deity? It's, or is it's not just very vague? explicit. It's very vague. Okay. It's like, ooh, you're in this chapel and there's candles and stuff. Okay. Um, and yeah, there's this night dying outside, and he's got this letter for the king of their neighboring country, and he has to get there. And it's like the end of the world if it doesn't get there. Blah blah blah. blah. He's been stabbed though, so he's dying, and he gives the letter to Truri, and he's like, take my horse. Don't finish your vigil and don't become a knight and become an outlawer and go and do this thing. It's almost like Treasure Island, where it's like a dead person gives you a thing and then you have to go do it. Kind of. Yeah. Start. Yeah, kind of like that, yeah. Um, anyways. If you said Treasure Planet then. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, it's based on the other one. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good film. <laughs> it's not really relevant. Right, um, so... Yeah, so uh, that we're rating Turi's dad, basically, because he's in the first couple of episodes. I haven't actually finished the series yet. There's another episode that I haven't finished yet. It's only six episodes long, and I'm on number five. As I was saying to Danny before we started recording, 
doesn't matter that I haven't watched the last one because, spoilers, their dad dies. So he's not going to be in the rest of it. So I can rate him without having seen it. Um, unless there's some, like, big important flashback that I have missed out on. In which case, people, please write angrily into us and tell me that I'm wrong. Um, yeah, so we only really get any kind of dadding when Turi's learning how to be a knight right at the beginning and then is going to his trials to see if he passes and gets to do this vigil. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get like a tiny bit of him afterwards um, when Turi's on this quest he at some point gets back to his castle. Okay. Um, oh, so his dad's like a knight, like a lord. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's quite, seems quite well respected, but not necessarily very politically high up. Okay, not powerful, but not really rich, but like, people are like, ah, he's alright. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's not actually Turi's real dad, Turi's adopted. Uh, his yes. He married his mother uh, when oh, he was just a baby. It's like a Dragon Prince situation, we should do Dragon Prince. Yeah, we totally should do Dragon Prince. I'm gonna Prince. write that down on my list. I fucking love Dragon Prince. Right, um, and so... The, 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 the dadding consists of three scenes, basically. That's all we get. We get the beginning, um, training, montage. Dad comes along and he's like, you need to learn how to be tougher. You're not very good at being a knight and you've only got limited time left kind of thing. Yeah. Um, trying to be, I guess, a motivational speech, but mostly it just seems like he's telling everybody his shit. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. Um, which eloquent. is not great. Uh, he seems frustrated. I think the implication is that since Turi is his son, he has to, like, carry on the family name and carry on the lineage. Even though he's adopted, he doesn't have any, like, siblings who are um, kind of, I guess, older. Biological children. No, yeah. And so he's under a lot of pressure from his dad, which is not great because it doesn't seem like any of this is his forte. And he also doesn't seem to have a very good teacher. There's no real, like, improvements offered or, like... I don't know. It seems like they skipped out the basics from what I've seen watching it. It was just like, let's go straight into fighting each other. And he obviously doesn't really know how to hold a sword. Not that I know anything about Wednesday, but, like, he's, you know, unsteady on his feet and it gets knocked out of his hand and stuff. And, yeah, it's not great. Awesome. So this is this is the section of the podcast where Julia criticizes other people's teaching because yeah, because I'm a teacher, so <laughs> I get it. it. Just I think that's like also one of the things of parenting is you need to be good at teaching because half of parenting is teaching your kids how, how to be, be a human being, how to be a human being, how to do like everyday things like chores, how to manage your emotions. All of it's teaching, and if mm-hmm. you don't know how to teach, you're naturally not going to be as good at it as somebody else. So this guy doesn't only not know how to teach his teacher that he hires also doesn't know how to teach so it's all a bit of a shit show Jeez. yeah um so that is point against him okay point for him mm-hmm. we see a moment where he's in you know they've, they've gone to like the capital of the country i think it's called dagomir or something like that they've all got like these like crazy fantasy names it's it's very like somebody was trying to be tolkien when they were 13 years old kind of thing well, it's like we've all done that it's fine <laughs> Dagomir is wearing, ringing a series of bells to me though. I don't know if it's Dagomir it's, I think that might be something else that I'm misremembering yeah. It begins with a D though okay. I should have looked this up before we recorded But this is part of the charm of this podcast Is the fact that I never do any research yeah. Just for fun Side point You know what I was saying about it Seems like somebody was trying to write Lord of the Rings when they were 13 years old uh, The guy that plays the dad Is the guy that plays Faramir <gasps> In the Lord of the Rings movies 
And I keep <laughs> wanting to say David Thelwis, and I know it's not that actor, oh. and I cannot remember his name. David Wellum. Wellum, yes. Yeah, he's great. Um, I think they hired him because I'm pretty sure it's filmed in New Zealand. Um, so I guess he's like a local actor that is also, very well known. Didn't Andy Serkis direct this or something? Oh, I remember hearing about oh, it. Possibly. It's got Amadalili in it as well, though, oh, which is great. Oh, he's always great. But, um, yeah, so a lot of the older generation of characters, like uh, the parents of all these other kids trying to be knights, are all actually quite famous actors um, or well-known. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Andy Serkis is in it as well. He's a parent of somebody else. Um, and so without the, the big capital... Yeah, and they are, um, they, they're there for this, these night trials, and all of the, like, older knights, um, the parents of the other kids, all the, the male parents, all the dads, because obviously all the women can't come to a tavern, that would be shocking. Um, I hear a rude word or song. Yeah, exactly. They're all, they're all gathered there, and you can hear these guys, um, mean talking Truri because not only is he not very good and he's adopted he's also from another country this like um it's they're basically just being kind of racist about him and being like he's scum oh, he's not worthy gross yeah terrible um and his dad comes in and he confronts them and he's like you know he's been through so much and he's always kind to everybody and he's always trying and he's like wiser and smarter and stronger than you guys will ever be because you just had everything handed to you on a plate and it's great and you're like oh actually maybe he's not a terrible dad he just isn't very good at teaching his son how to be a knight but he's just actually really cares about him and really loves him yeah which is great but you don't actually really get that shown at many points Mm. um maybe it could just be having a difficult teen moment like in their parental story like Teenagers are often quite difficult to parent. Well, Any, or like, like different. It could be a trying time because obviously teenagers are grumpy, and I say yeah. that as a person who was a teenager. No, I agree. Um, I don't think that's really relevant here though, because Churi's character is kind of portrayed as he's he's nice to everybody and he's quite timid. Okay. So he's not like a boisterous, angry teenager that disagrees. He's okay. just more like a Maybe. disappointment. It seems to be the kind of thing that that's. That's in between them. Is he very different to his dad? Because, like, maybe his dad was a boisterous teen and doesn't quite know how to yeah, quite, handle a quiet teen. Yeah, quite probably. Because he's quite good at fighting and stuff. Ah, okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's also, it seems quite cold. I think maybe he thinks that's the way that you're supposed to treat kids, especially if they're boys, that they have to be harsh with them and stoic and not be emotional, um, which is obviously not really <laughs> helpful. No. But that's his attitude there's another point where this comes up as well because um in the trials part Turi manages he loses one of them he beats somebody else he actually manages to win which is quite good and it's like a really proud moment and you see him clapping and everything for him and then the last one he has to he has to basically get, i think get two out of three in order to pass and be able to become a knight okay and in the last one he is jousting and he knocks the other kid off the horse. And you're like, oh, he did it. Yay, well done. Maybe his lessons have finally sunk in or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, has, he goes over to the kid who's fallen down, I think maybe to make sure he's all right. And the, guy, the kid's like, no, you got to finish it. And he's like, why would I do that? He's like, so I can get the money that your dad paid me to lose so oh! that you can become a knight. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, and they, they have a, 
massive fight about this, understandably. Um, Turi is really angry that he was kind of, I guess, lied to and... Dad didn't think he could do it on his own. Yeah, and he has a very, like, strong moral sense and he's like, this is not right because we're deceiving people. Yeah. Um, and he says, like, no, somebody from our family has to become a knight and carry on and I wasn't going to let you screw it up. <gasps> and there's yeah. another moment of tension between them. Um, and it feels very unresolved because you don't see them talk again yeah. until a fair bit later because he has to go to this vigil that evening. And then he get obviously he gets given this letter and the horse. Side note, the horse is amazing and could totally have just done the quest all by himself. The horse is like the MVP. 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 Yeah. yeah. Knows the way, fights all the bad guys. Turi is mostly just useless in this. Is the horse that belonged to the knight that got stabbed? Yeah. Okay. It's like this special horse. Ooh. And it's called like Anodowin or something. Oh. It's again, it's a stupid dumb fantasy name. Can the horse talk? The horse can, however, jump in a river from a waterfall and swim to the shore and be totally fine. I'm making a face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the face that I made when I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, and, yeah, so he's doing this quest, and so you don't really... None of this parental stuff gets resolved. It doesn't really seem like an important part of the plot. It's not... It doesn't really seem like a driving force for Churi, at least through most of it to do this and achieve this partly to please his dad. Oh, it gets, gets, it gets dropped. No, it kind of gets dropped. They, they don't really do that or show that, even okay. if that was maybe the intention. It's mostly because he thinks it's the right thing to do. Because he's like this great person who's always good. So I would have, if I was writing it, I would have maybe tried to make that more explicit. Yeah. I mean, like, I would have thought a big blowout fight with your dad would have. I mean, you should be crying about it, really, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you haven't watched the last episode. No, I haven't watched the last episode. So maybe they'll pick it up there. Maybe they will. But they don't, you know, he's not, he, at the moment he doesn't seem like a very good dad, but there isn't, aren't actually many consequences for that in the show, mm. or at least for the character, which is disappointing because I would like to actually see that, you know, I don't feel like we could, ignoring the next bit that I'm going to talk about that he does, which is somewhat redeeming, um, I don't think we could even rate him as a just no dad just because not there is not, there's not enough impact on Turi as a character, even though all the, a lot of the things that we saw him do are kind of shitty. I think we can still rate him as a just no dad, even if it doesn't appear to have an impact. That's, mm. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he has a conversation with his the mom. The question always. is, would we give the man a baby? Remember, we're, we're research storks. Yeah. Would we give him another child? Would we give him another chance? Well, if I, your answer is no, unequivocally no, he's a just no dad. Okay. Well, should I say what the other was? In the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So... Um, towards the end of this um, second or third episode, the um, the horse and Churi get separated and he kind of gives up and everybody's chasing him. Uh-huh. Um, and he goes home because um, he's nearby his like kind of dad's castle. Um, and he's still got the letter. Uh, so I think the horse has kind of gone off without him and, and he's kind of stuck, I guess. Um, and... As he gets home, he goes to speak to his dad and try and tell him what's happened, I think, mm-hmm. so that he knows what's going on and not that he just, like, left the vigil completely just to screw everybody else over. Because yeah. apparently if somebody screws up, everybody screws up and nobody else gets to be a knight. Oh. So, yeah, that's a big plot point and everybody else is chasing him as well because they're like, we need to get back so that we can prove it wasn't us and that we can somehow be redeemed and regain our It's dumb. 
Um, and um, when he's talking to his dad, all the all other people that are chasing him, well, not all of them, but some of the people that are chasing him turn up, including the bodyguards for the hot but evil prince from the <gasps> oh, other country. I, this is the bit I saw where he kills the bird and then he brings it back to life. Spoilers. Yeah, it's he's crazy. He's like, um, I am hot. gonna be. But crazy. Yeah, he thinks that he is the prophesied savior, uh, even though he's clearly going to try and destroy the world. Uh huh. Yeah, he's like, I've got to be the hero, and that kid is but, the evil one. But he fit though. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> Except he needs to wash his hair. But other than that, he's pretty attractive. Um. Yeah. So his his like bodyguard guys who would who were trying to get this stolen letter hung up in the castle and um, Cheery's dad pushes him into the wardrobe and he's taken the letter and he's like hiding it and the, the guys come in and he's like, oh, what are you talking about? No, he's not come back. Don't be ridiculous. I'm not hiding anything. Da, 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 da. Um, and tries to obviously save his life and also stop the bad guys from doing the bad thing. So he doesn't just give up the letter yeah. to try and save them. I think, it, again, it's kind of indication that he's supposed to be quite, like, an upstanding and noble knight and not just, like, I'm going to kill people because people told me to kill people. Okay. Um, but, spoilers, they don't believe him and they kill him. Uh, but he he clearly is, like, stalling them for long enough for Turi to get out and so he's kind of sacrificing himself to save his son. Yeah. Which I think is is quite a redeeming thing. Like, yeah. I mean, this happens in a lot of TV shows and, and films and stuff. Um, to a certain extent, I think it shows Truri how much his dad cared about him. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not really like carried on as a thing because his mom also gets taken hostage by these people, and he obviously cares like way more about what's happening to her. Okay, how so, old was he when he was adopted? Like when his mom? Was very young because he doesn't remember who his dad really is. His uh, original dad really is, and he, he there's a bit where he asks his mom about her uh, like previous his, husband. Yeah. And she's like, you've got to forget about him. Ooh. I got remarried and um, you need to, to treat your new dad as like your real dad. And also she clearly really respects him. She's like, you know, he earned my love and I really care about him. Oh, and you should, should do, just do, marry do. him to, for a port in a storm, you know, because she was running away from. I think maybe she did. It's not really explored. I think maybe she did, but he obviously was a good husband. Oh, she fell in love with him. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. So, um... I'm curious as what your thoughts are, because I know what I would rate him, but I don't know. I mean, it sounds like he has baseline good intentions for his kid, but he's bad at relating to them, so maybe he just needs a parody book, mm. you know? I don't imagine they had a lot of those in his fantasy yeah. kingdom, medieval times. They didn't have the how to talk to your kid, no. what development, like, <laughs> development checklists, or, like, how to deal with your teenager. Kind yeah, of thing. or how to be encouraging and how to yeah, yeah, yeah. help people... Yeah, he's, I don't think he's ever had to sit down and help his son with his homework kind of thing. No. See, the thing is, I would trust him a lot more. I, I, I know this is kind of weirdly sexist, but I trust him a lot more with a girl kid. I think in their society, he'd see a different role for his child and then wouldn't be so yeah. pushy. Okay. Yeah, he'd, be, he'd probably accept that his kid's a bit quieter more. He'd be less likely to try and push him to be a manly mm. man. Like, Okay. Yeah, no, I can see that. I mean, mm, it's borderline now. Because yeah. I'm like, he could be better. I think we would have, I think, ooh, maybe just no. Maybe it's that bad. I would, I would, I would have put him down as complex because I think he, again, as we said, we kind of like, we need to give him some tips. than Richard Croft. 
Yes, because he has an actual negative impact when he's around, mm. um, rather than just being absent, even though he's absent for like most of the rest of the story. Mm. Um, he did seem quite stubborn, so um, he might be hard to approve. All right. Was he trying to connect with his kid? Because it doesn't sound like it. It doesn't seem like he was even trying to meet him halfway. No, I don't think it was. I think I agree then, just now. Okay. Good. Awesome. Good. Well decided. Uh, right. So, on to the next one. I've, so, this is very... Uh, I'm going to try to attempt to pronounce Chinese names because this is a Chinese prom <laughs> with subtitles that, and some of it I watched before Christmas and then I finished it off during the quarantine. Um, so some of my memory of this is quite foggy, but I'm going to try my best because there are some, like, dads. <laughs> I've, I've watched, like, maybe two episodes of this, so I don't know who anybody is. <laughs> and I don't remember anything that happens. Okay. So... Um, it's a Chinese, it's a Chinese drama. It's kind of set in, um, I guess, heavens. It's kind of like a mythological kind of, like, everybody's got cool powers and stuff like that, and there are gods and goddesses. Um, and you start off, and the, the flower immortal, the flower goddess, is having a baby. And, um, there will be, like, oh my god, what's happening? All her, like, her flower fairies are running around and, like, trying to help her or whatever, and there's this big, like, big bubble around the, the flower um, kingdom so that nobody can get in because the flower model doesn't want to know any anybody to know that she's having a baby. Yeah. Did we say what this was called? Oh, this is called Ashes of Love. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe we should put that in the beginning. <laughs> it's called Ashes of Love. Um, right, so she has, she has the baby um, and the baby, um, she gives the baby like a little... A little potion, a little like pill, and it's to stop the girl, um, Jinmi, um, from ever falling in love or like feeling love at all, really. Yeah. So, which is, I mean, I know we're not raising the mom, but that's kind of a shitty move. I mean, it's kind of a shitty move when you find out one, uh, the the flower goddess has has like a prophecy that her daughter will have like this horrible fate because of love. So she's like, right, I want my daughter to live. And also, she's been treated very shittily by love. She's had her heart broken a huge amount. And you can kind of understand why she didn't want her daughter to get involved with that. Mm-hmm. But I will say, trying to run away from your fate just brings it to you. Um, as with all things, it's the it's the great tragedy of it all. You yeah. know? <sighs> it catches up with her anyway. Um, so that's kind of like the basic premise of the story is that Jinmi grows up without feeling any love, not knowing that she's the daughter of the flower immortal. The flower immortal dies. She dies, like, almost instantly afterwards. You also see two people getting married. Um, this will come back. Yeah, this is the... the uh, so this is probably going to be the episode where we accidentally end up on a tangent and start gushing about The Untamed, which everybody should watch. <laughs> but also, just generally, all of the Chinese dramas that Danny has introduced me to, the <laughs> first episode is just, like, throw you in. Everything's happening. You don't know who anybody is. <laughs> just massively steep learning curve and no kind of... Yeah, you don't you don't get any like little floats to put on your arms to help you help you keep up. It's your like head above water. It's like it puts your hand it puts its hand on your shoulders like keep up, bitch. <laughs> it just kind of like pushes you into the pool. Um, okay, so she grows up. She doesn't have any like she doesn't feel any love or anything like that. There are people who kind of have crushes on her, but she doesn't really know what's going on. Um, and she's not allowed to leave the flower kingdom until her fate, the timeline for her fate, is over. Flower fairy's like, you can't leave, blah, 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 blah. She's got, like, a special hairpin. It stops people seeing who she is. They just think she's, like, a crab and a bugly boy. Mm-hmm. 
um, she ends up meeting this phoenix um, prince who's Zhu Fan. Zhu Fan? I have no idea. I can't yeah. even see what you've written down, so I'm going to go with yes. Yeah, we'll say that. Um, 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 because somebody attacks him while he's doing like a weird Nirvana rebirth kind of thing that Phoenixes have to do. And he gets chucked into the Flower Kingdom and he kind of like nearly dies and she buries him. Because <laughs> she does how <laughs> she thinks it'll make him better because that's how she grew. What then, a meat cute. Eh? No, and then he gets back and then somehow he survives because he's a Phoenix. Um, and then she realizes that he like turns back into his human form and she's like, wait a minute. There's an extra piece here because she's never seen the body of a boy because all the flower fairies are women. <laughs> and then she tries to cut his dick off and then he wakes up. And stops <laughs> this is their meat cue. <laughs> okay, so whose dad are we raising? Okay, we so I just I thought I would give you that. So basically, it follows her trials and tribulations of like her and her, getting to spoilers, her, her terrible fate at the mm. end of it kind of thing. And like, um, like, she does die, but because she died to stop a war between heaven and the demon kingdom and stop loads of people dying, she gets reborn again, like, later on, like, very quickly. She gets pushed up the list, I imagine, and, like, she has a nice fate, and then they get to meet again and smooch and have a baby and stuff like that. So it's yeah. fine. It's all fine. It's all fine, dear reader. We're going to get on to the dads. So Jinmi's dad is the war show immortal spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers for everything. Lulin. Um, and he didn't know about her because, again, the, the flower goddess didn't want anybody to know that she had a child. She was adamant about this. So he didn't know. Um, and he, they, like, the flower fairies die, like, lie about when she died and when Jimmy was born to, like, prevent anybody from figuring it out. Um, and he basically finds out about her when she's, like, almost an adult, basically. Um, he, he... Uh, he just wants her to be happy. I'm putting him down as a valid dad. He basically tells the hem- heavenly emperor, spoilers, who's terrible. Um, <laughs> the worst. He's the worst. I won't get into it because I would just be here all day. And also we've got to rate him later because he's also a dad. He he gets very angry at him. He's very upset um, that he's like interfering in Jinmi's life. And um, he's perfectly, she's engaged to the heavenly emperor's oldest son come back to um and he's like if she doesn't want to do it she's not going to marry him like he he's very like annoyed at the heavenly emperor and doesn't like him they have this they've had a series of falling outs and um the water model is very calm and nice but he was like really pissed off about it this moment it was very uncharacteristic of him he's super nice um his wife he was the one who was getting married at the beginning uh the first so whilst his girlfriend is having a baby in fairness, he didn't know this, and also she told him to get married because she didn't love him. Because <laughs> she didn't want him to watch her die. <laughs> I can't get it. Great. It's so much lying. It's so much lying, and just anyway, whatever. Um. So, but but him and his wife are kind of like they're very platonic. They've been best friends for ages since they were children, but they don't smooch or anything. I think the heavenly emperor made them get married. Mm-hmm. He was like, "You're going to get married," and he was like. No, I don't. I love the flower immortal. And she was like, no, you should marry her because I don't love you. Get the fuck away from me. And then she would like, she turned around and she cries as he walks away. It's very like, and then they play like really sad music under it in the flashback. So you know that like it hurt her. So you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, but him and his wife, they like take her under her, like his wing. And like, they actually go and live in the flower kingdom so that Jimmy will feel comfortable with them. 
That's um, very sweet of yeah. them. Yeah, so they don't move her up to the heavenly kingdom or whatever. Um, and they teach her magic and they like teach her how to play like chess. You know the chess. Yeah. It's not chess. It's the other one. You're going to describe it. What the counters. Count. And they're like black and white. They're Checkers? Like, go? Go. Maybe go. Okay. <laughs> one of these. <laughs> one of these. Um, they teach her and they teach her like teach her like poetry and stuff like that they like really try and like help her education because she's a bit dumb at the beginning like she doesn't really apply herself but they kind of like they're like no you need to like learn these things and like so you can be powerful and take care of yourself uh teach the magic i mean i think it might be a little bit patronizing like but i mean she is kind of dumb <laughs> and also because she can't feel love or anything whenever he's like do you like do you like the boy, the boy that you're engaged to, she's like, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> she's like, you know, she doesn't care. She doesn't feel anything. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I mean, like, I think if she had had her feelings, I think he would probably have respected them slightly more because she would be talking about them. But she's just so passive in her feelings. Like, not passive in her personality, but, like, she's like, oh, yeah. she doesn't care. Wow. Because she's got this pill in her that makes her not feel love. Um... Uh, he takes her to his teacher to try and find out about her, like, bad fate or whatever, this prophecy that the flower immortal had, and, like, try and have it averted and stuff like that. Like, he, he sort of does a lot. He tries to take care of her. Um, he also, like, when she's um, in danger from the heavenly empress or whatever, <laughs> you don't know what he, he, he uses, like, a piece of his body. So, like, I don't know, to make a magical weapon for Genevieve, so to protect herself and, like, in doing so, when you said a piece of his body, I just imagined him like just like pulling out his liver and just be like, so on like the table. So like, so like all of these gods and goddesses have a true form. Like the heavenly emperor's true form is that he's a dragon, okay. and the heavenly empress's form is that he looks like a she looks. She's a phoenix. The the phoenix prince Zufen, his he's a phoenix, and then Runyu, the other one, is a dragon. Also, he's a water dragon. And Jinmi is a, she's a frost flower. So she's a snowflake. Oh, cute. Um, Water and, and flowers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and uh, so the World War Morsel, he like, I mean, it's basically like he takes a piece of his soul mm-hmm. and like, in doing so, he like cuts down his magical power a bit until it recovers. Um, so he weakens himself. He makes it like his magical weapon to protect her and make her feel more safe because she's very worried about it. She's going, like, oh my God, I'm going to die. A spoiler alert, he does die. Um, he gets murdered. Very sad. I think a lot of people get murdered in this show. Yeah, a lot of people. Um, but he does it like, um, it, but he like protects her a whole bunch of times from lots of different things. Um, so valid dad, basically. I would say like, he's a valid dad. He also appears at the end, like there's a bit where she's reborn as a human, and he's her dad again. And I was like, oh my god! We're <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so poetic. Oh, it's so cute. Glad you're back. You're the best. He's the best. He's the best dad. Anyway, okay, next good dad is the king of Bian City. I don't know what his actual name is. Um, he's a demon, but he's a he's a valid dad. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I mean, being a demon doesn't necessarily mean that you can't be a good dad. I don't, I don't, I don't understand the whole nuances of, like, Chinese mythology and Taoism and how it, and, like, what demons are. And, like, I think it just depends. They seem to just live in, like, a rocky kind of desert and everywhere wears black clothing. And um, that makes them demons. The different, the, it just seems to be a different kingdom. I don't understand the nuances. The, the goth immortals. Yeah, they're all like wearing like purples and like aqua and like black and stuff like that. 
Um, and they'll have like cool powers and things. Okay. So he's, I mean, he's a king of the demons, but he's not king of the all of the demons. There are like lots of kings and they're all kings of different cities. And then there's a demon lord who sits above them. Anyway, he's got a daughter, Lu Ying, and he's valid because he basically supports his daughter in pretty much anything she wants to do. Like, you want to date your weird your boyfriend, like you want to date your bodyguard slash boy that I found in the desert wandering around with no family covered in blood who I then raised as my kind of ward. Sure. <laughs> does he give her any boundaries, though? I mean, I think he does. Yeah, like, there's a bit where she tries to, like, um, she wants to join the army to attack the heavenly realm because her friend was murdered. Well, spoilers. I don't know. We don't think we need to see that every time. <laughs> okay. Like, so she tries to join the army. And he's like, no, that's a bad idea because you don't understand what war is. It will be really bad. Um, we shouldn't be at war with the heavenly kingdom because they'll squash us like a bug kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He's very smart. He's very savvy. He, like, she's a lot of confidence. She's, um, she's basically just, like, second in command. He trusts her with lots of things. He, uh, he, like, helps her hide, like, people, like her boyfriend, Lucy who's, like, wanted because he's got the special ability that's in his family. <laughs> You're just nodding at me. Yeah. I'm just, just shouting like, words at you. I don't know what's going on, but I'm like, yeah, he's I agree this, with you. He's yes. got this special ability that means that he can kill immortals, like, just with an arrow. Like, that's what his family has. So they all got wiped out. Like, when you say kill, do you mean they don't come back? They don't come back. Okay. It, like, destroys their souls. So they don't get reincarnated or whatever. Or they can't survive it. It's just, like, one kill. So he get all of his family gets wiped out, um, and then so he helps her hide him, and he also helps her hide Zhu Feng after he gets murdered and then brought back to life. This sounds like the ravings of a mad woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully aware of this. Okay, uh, but, but yeah, but basically her boyfriend doesn't have any like he doesn't have any magical power by the end. He's basically dying, and her dad like supports her in basically everything she wants to do. Really like loves her. It's nice. He's valid. Okay, another one. The Omoso Taiji, his daughter is Kung Lu. Kung, Kung Lu? I don't Whatever. know. She loves his daughter a lot, but he's kind of embarrassing. Like, he gets drunk at a party and then starts talking about how pretty she is <laughs> and, like, how he wants the Heavenly Emperor to help her get married to a really nice boy. And she's like, Dad, fuck up. Yeah. Um, he supports Ru, Prince Ru, the, the Dragon Prince, rather than the Phoenix Prince, because she has a massive crush on the Dragon Prince. So he wants him to survive. So when there's a coup, the dragon okay. prince takes over. He helps him and supports him. He's a bit wishy-washy, to be honest. Like, I... Seems like there's a lot of reason to be good dads in this, though. It's a reason to be good dad. I mean, we're going to get to, like... Oh. We're going to get to the point. Um, he kind of knows that the dragon prince doesn't love her. Like, he's mm-hmm. kind of figured that out. Um, and she knows this as well. She, she's like, I want to stay by his side forever, even if he never looks at me. He's like, I don't want that life for you. She goes behind her back to talk to him. And he's like, look, you arrange a nice marriage for my daughter, please. <laughs> and like, ask her to not be your maid anymore. Um, but he does it behind her back. So, I mean, I think he's, I think he's pretty valid. It's pretty valid. That is quite a hard choice to make. Bordering on complex, to be honest. Yeah. But I think he puts his daughter first and he loves her. Even if he is a bit embarrassing. Okay. Yeah. Also got Suhi's mortal dad, who I couldn't be bothered to look up his name. I can't remember. It's not so not really important. She does super love him, and like the choices that she makes later are directly related to what she goes through when she goes through her mortal world challenge. Spoiler: She's also a goddess. She's like the leader of the bird camp. Oh my god, this is so complicated. Um, he he kind of he doesn't he indulges her and everything, but also he kind of patronizes her a little bit and like tries to keep her out of politics. He's like, no no no, you don't worry about this. You just 
yeah. play with your dresses and stuff like that. Don't worry, Daddy will take care of everything kind of thing. Um, she's very strong-willed and stuff like that. She also murders him because he's trying to kill the boy that she's in love with. So, not a great relationship there. I'm going to put complex. Okay. <laughs> she does, like, it clearly affects her. Like, she's, she, I've talked about all these other dads with these girls. And, like, there's a tea party where they're all there. And she, like, sees them hanging out with their dads. This is after she's murdered him. And you, like, she flashes back to all, like, the cute moments that they had. You can tell that she, like, properly didn't enjoy it. Like, she didn't want to do it. But she loved this boy that she loves more. Mm-hmm. But it, like, properly hurt her. And she hates those girls so much because they get to have their dads who love them and yeah. take care of them. So I think it is complex. Okay. It's more of her choice, really, rather than his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the last one is Emperor, Heavenly Emperor, Tai Wei. He's a just no. <laughs> Maybe complex. I don't know. It's just, I couldn't, I was trying to think of all the stuff he does, like, bad, and I was like, that's too much. It's like, yeah. so, he's just, he's just. So this is, this is my everyday life, right? I, I come in and Danny's like, I was watching this episode <laughs> and this guy was just, oh, just, I hate him so fucking much. He's such a terrible dad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> So, also the confusingness of not knowing who anybody is. If you guys are getting that, that's also my I'm sorry, I'm trying to go through this as quickly as possible. <laughs> um, so he doesn't stop his wife, the Empress, mistreating his son, the, the Dragon Prince, Ren- Renew. Mm-hmm. Um, then this is this is his illegitimate child with a woman he had an affair with while he was married. Um, and then Zhu Feng is the, the son of the Heavenly Empress. So, mm-hmm. like... There's a kind of, he doesn't stop his, the Heavenly Empress mistreating the Dragon Prince. Um, and he kind of does favor the, the Phoenix Prince slightly. Like he, he, the Phoenix Prince is the head of the army. He's the God of War. He's got this really fancy sword. Every time his, the dad needs something done in like the kingdom, he'll ask the Dragon Prince, the, the Phoenix Prince to do it. Is this because he's going to take over because he's legitimate? Um, or... He hasn't announced the crown prince yet. His wife okay. keeps pushing him to do it, but he hasn't made a firm decision. I think he's okay. trying to like play them off of each other. Again, a bad dad. I mean, good king maybe, but bad dad. Yeah. Like he's like trying to keep the stakes even, so they both like push themselves to try and do better. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of he, the dragon boy, the dragon prince. It's kind of fucked up, really. He's kind of manipulative, and I think he has a lot of trouble being genuine with people mm. because of this environment that he's been brought up in. Also, his other mom was fucked up, but whatever. I can't even go into this. That's not relevant to the dad. Not relevant. Um, he's also like, um, he also <laughs> there's a bit where he thinks that Jin Mi is his daughter, <laughs> and he was like, oh, and he's. Because he finds out that the flower in water was her mother. Yeah. Spoilers, he raped her. <laughs> Yay! I'm so glad that that, that happened. That's just fantastic. Um, so and then he thinks he's his daughter and he's like, oh, so he tries to be like really friendly with her. And she's like, wow. Obviously, she doesn't love anybody because she's got that pill in her. Um, she's like, wow, this is great, I guess. Like, he's going to give me so much magical power. He's just not very nice or genuine. Does sacrifice his soul to try and save the Phoenix Sun after the, the the Dragon Prince does a coup. I think he kind of does love his kids, but I don't think he's a very nice person. No. Maybe he's a just no. Well, I mean, I think if that's the only redeeming quality that we're saying here is that he sacrificed himself, then it's the same as yeah, um, yeah. So you can't necessarily put him as complex just because of that. Yeah, he's got to be just no. And honestly, the number of times that I've like started talking to you and you're like oh my god this guy this dad <laughs> yeah like 
Junior and Finn sucks with so much for me. It's really bad. No, it's the most entertaining thing I've ever Yeah, so I think it's actually, it's very interesting actually because like a lot of these dads are dads of daughters and they're valid. But there's the dad with the sons that's not, I don't know how they would be if, if they had Do sons. you think that is that like a statement about the different genders or is that just like from the point of view, I guess, of Chinese mythology or is that just like, just by chance uh, it happens in this? I don't know. I genuinely have no idea. I think it could be a statement about our general. If you think about it, like a lot of, like the hero's journey, you, you, have, to, you have to overcome your parents kind of thing. But mm. with a daughter, there's less. It's less about overcoming your dad, if that makes sense. That's true. There's less yeah. stories about you that. Can, you can become, in stories at least, like you can become your own person if you're a woman without having to have conflict with your parents. But... I mean, sometimes with your mum, like Brave. Yeah, that's true. It's usually like the person, the obstacle is the mother. Mm. Sometimes it's a dad, especially if he's like, I mean, Little Mermaid. Yeah. She's super overcome. But he's still very, he still loves her a lot. He's not he's... terrible dad. Yeah. He's complex. He, he's not like... When he's bringing her up, not doing any of these other things. He's just doesn't allow her to do the one thing that she really, really wants to do. Then they... Well, yeah. Exactly. I don't know. We're, we're, not, we're not really the little mermaid today. No, we're Let's not really that. the little mermaid today. Oh, so yeah, should we sign off? Yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it. And as always, you can email us. Yeah. gmail.com. Um, and we have Twitter as well, so um, follow us at WeWritheDads and tweet us us and stuff and enjoy us retweeting the IKEA shark. I love the sharks. Yay! All right, bye! bye.